Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to My Ship Story Podcast. Today is part two of the Johnny Lavaniego story. So sit back, relax, because it's time for Johnny Vegas 2.0. Brad, yeah. what ships did you work on? I was uh, on the Song of Norway. I was on the Viking Serenade. I was on the Legend of the Seas, uh, Sun Viking. Um, and Majesty. You did Majesty, Majesty. with me. Yeah, I was yeah. on the Majesty. So you're Did fortunate you got one? to see a lot of the different kinds of ships. I was around. I was on ships for 10 years. Yeah. And, but I, I was only on uh, Royal Caribbean for five and then, uh, and then was off to Renaissance for another five. Well, three, three with Renaissance. I did a couple of uh, really uh, janky charter things that isn't a whole other story. Gotcha. That's what the things that we do for money. The things uh, that we absolutely. do for the money. Well, yeah. it was, and it was all about the money because I was home and I was broke. Yeah. See, that's the thing. <laughs> to, to me, I always, that's one thing, like when I bartended that, for that short period of time, I, I learned a lot just about life, about people, about that mentality, that, that, that bartender and waiter, waitress type of mentality that, especially as a bartender and a Hoolies, I mean, Eric would say, Hoolies yeah. is a kick-ass place. We make yeah. great money over there. But you get that bartender's mentality. You, you make 350 bucks in a night cash plus whatever you mean. So what do you do? You do like what me and Duba and my buddy did on my birthday night. You just go and you spend 300 and just yeah. go wild. Yeah, thanks for everybody, you know. Yeah, it's the same crazy. type of thing on ships. You, you save all that money. You don't have to pay rent. So you, you go off. You go on your vacation. You blow it on. You're like, Hey, give me another contractor. Whoever it is you guys had to call, give us another contract right away. I got I yeah. that money. I, ca- I came back. Every time I came back, I was almost every time until the very end, I was broke by the time I got back to the ship. I mean, literally broke. I was on my last dollars. That, that was it. I, every contract. I, I think I told this story, but um, I, uh, I was on the Viking Serenade with a good friend of mine, Dan Ray. We'd been on ships uh, on the Song of Norway together. And um, I had just sold my house in Oklahoma. So all of a sudden I was flush and um, we're like, Hey, let's, let's go to Australia when we get off. Cause we we're signing off about the same time. So when I signed off, off the, the uh, Viking serenade, Dan and I went to Australia for a month That's and awesome, just man. blew it all. <laughs> it's that's the way to do it for a month and it was worth it i'm you know, sorry exactly. to say I, I wish i had that money back now but man no you can't yeah, but you here's can. the thing when you check out when you check out brad you can have those memories that is yeah. cool like to me those kind of things like somebody who jumps on a plane at the last second or says fuck it let's go for a month and just <laughs> let it all out let our dick out let's just fucking go off now, i mean who know? goes to australia for a week I mean, what kind of weak ass vacation is that? It takes a week yeah. to get there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, hey, uh, Johnny, any other stories or because uh, you were uh, after after you were on the ships and stuff, you did some art auction stuff, and you you uh, I'm sure you were on just Royal Caribbean. You did multiple ships, and he, yeah, he, I, I I was very fortunate that way. Um, I worked at Royal Caribbean from 1992. I moved up to um, to assistant cruise director in 95, moving around a little bit. Um, I was very fortunate. I um, had some cruise directors who was very, very good to me, helped me. Guys like Kirk Detweiler, uh, Ken Rush. Um, I worked on ship. I was trying to work my way into 
you know, one of the really sought after cruise director spots. You know, it wasn't open to women. Um, it didn't seem like at the time. I think I'm glad they changed their ways afterward because there were so many great, you know, women cruise directors that came about afterward. It was a very, very difficult, you know, and it was an all boys club, you know, that you mm -hmm. had to fight through a lot of the, the, the crap to go through. I was moving up at the time, um, and they let Dave Vandepass go, um, like in 96. And um, it was right around the time he was telling me, listen, one of the cruise director spots is going to be coming up soon. You're definitely up. You're, you're, you're up for it. Um, we've got some ideas for you. Um, and, you know, we want you to do some things for us. They ended up having me do um, uh, a cruise director gig for an, uh, an all-Spanish-speaking charter on the, Nor oh, cool. uh, the Nordic Empress with Ken Rush. Ken Rush and I were dual cruise directors. He was doing everything in English, and I was doing everything in Spanish, which was everything live because everybody was Spanish. It was cool. Got to meet Pelé, the soccer player. Oh, wow. Wonderful. wow. What they asked me to do was they asked me to be the assistant cruise director um, on that same ship, and they asked me to do it for Lori Rizzo, which, to right. be quite honest with you, was very fair because Lori Rizzo was a long-standing ACD. She'd been around Everybody forever and a day, hell of a lot yeah. longer than me. If anybody deserved it perfect, I thought, you know what, give it to her because she did her time. I just didn't think she was ever interested. I always thought yeah. that it was going to be, you know, Ray was the cruise director. That was his assistant. I thought that that's what she, that's what she wanted, you know. Um, and fair enough. That's what she wanted to do. I just felt, and because I was, again, I was young. I was a dick. <laughs> and I was <laughs> full of myself thinking, you know, fuck that, dude. I don't, you know, I don't want to do that because I'm going to be somebody's lapdog. I'm going to, again, bust my ass and make for somebody else. And I just didn't want to wait. So um, I had a, a friend of mine who worked in the, um, he was a diver with Royal Caribbean. His name was Ian Wilson. And he had moved over to do art auctions with a company, one of the first two companies called Fine Art Sales, um, Fine Art mm -hmm. Sales International or something like that, or Incorporated, called Posse was the acronym. He was telling me, dude, you know, you, you should really look at this. Um, there's really good money in this. He goes, dude, I'm going to show you one of my paychecks. And I guarantee you after you see my paycheck, you're going you're gonna to want to call my guy. And the, I told him the story. I said, you know, I, I, we were, him and I were supposed to get together. And I just had this meeting with this, this exec over at Royal Caribbean, you know, who told me this. And I was just totally deflated. I hadn't said no yet, you know, but understand my body my, he was telling me dude i don't know you so you have to prove yourself this is a perfect way to do it which you i'm sure he was right so this is dude trust me you see my paycheck i said okay ask you know ask clown show me show me your paycheck dude he showed me a couple paychecks <laughs> i was like are you fucking kidding me you're making this money i go how many hours do you work he goes i work three hours four hours when i do the auction i do my hours at night and after that i do whatever the fuck i want that's all so, how long um, how long did you work as an art auctioneer about um, probably about three, four years, I killed it. I, I went out there and I, I, they gave me five pieces to sell at my first live auction. I got five pieces. I sold four of the five pieces and it was great. Everybody was like, oh, this fucking kid, he's got it. Give it to him. Let him go. <laughs> so they put me on a crappy ship and I wasn't with Tracy in the beginning. I told Tracy at first, um, I said, let me do this and then I'll let you know so you don't feel like, and again, I don't want to force you in anything, you know. I know we were in love and she wanted to, to work together with me, but I also didn't want to be a dick. She was doing her own thing and she was, you know, she was Tracy, you know. When I left Royal Caribbean, I left, I ended up, I got off the ship. It was, it was a Thanksgiving cruise and I got back and it was Saturday that the ship came in. <clears throat> and it was a third or something like that of December. I called in, I called the Royal Caribbean and the person wasn't available at, at um, my report to and I spoke to, and it was Linda Givens, I think, I spoke to. And I said, Linda, listen, hey, this is Johnny Lavinia. He goes, 
listen, I've decided that I'm, I'm, um, I'm going to go a different direction. I just want to say thank you very much. I, I that it's a letter I, I've sent and I'm writing in, so it's official, but <clears throat> I just want to thank you very much. I wanted to give you plenty of notice. I'm supposed to go on the ship. So it was like four weeks away. You know, I gave plenty of notice. But because it was in December, I got blacklisted from Royal Caribbean. Can you okay. fucking believe that? I've never had a, you know, no written warnings or anything like this. Craziest shit that I've ever gotten into. Right. But because um, I didn't want to ever burn bridges in Royal Caribbean. I, I had a great experience. Everything was just fucking spectacular. While you were, while you were on ships and stuff, what, uh, um, what was your favorite ship that you worked on? Again, tough. I mean, I know, you know, I've, I've been on like five ships. Um, I, mean, I love the Sovereign because she was my first. Um, I met a lot of wonderful people. Todd Gockley, you know Todd. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll tell you, because I, I, I had such a great time on the Sovereign and I, you know, working with Todd with you. And yeah. it was it, it was a fantastic group of people. On wonderful there. I ship, absolutely dude. loved it. Yeah. You know, Patty Beal and uh, Robert Yeah, Patty Selleck. was great. Yeah. Wayne Lawrence. There was different people from different crews. The, the, the Percher department was spectacular. One of my favorite people of all time is a Percher named Sam Evans, who I met yeah. aboard ships. He was just on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. no, I love Sam's Sam. Yeah. Sam. Yeah, Sam is one of my favorite people. We actually worked together after ships with flagship games doing bingo. So oh, that, yeah, you worked for Bonnie Bingo. Bonnie Bingo. Yes, Bonnie Bingo. Hey, so you which, worked with, uh, with Rob Malden, too. I didn't work with Rob Malden. Oh, was he already um, gone? Yeah, I don't think he was with there when I was there. I I um, joined in 2002 when I finally oh, yeah. got on ships. 2002 was the last time I worked on ships doing art uh, auctions because I could wow. always go back to it. And, and, and there's some. I mean, there you know, going from the art auctions, I ended up doing that. And it was it was good. I I ended up getting fighting my way off the shitty ships, and I made some really good money. And it really worked out for me because it helped me like. Um, it was the one time I actually had money still when I got off on, you know, when I got off ships, it was cash. You know, we, you know, we did pretty well with it. Um, so what other ships did you work on then? Not just Royal ships, but you no, worked, I worked on. Um, I worked in the, when I, when I um, did the art auctions the first time I worked on a Royal, the, a ship called the Royal Odyssey. Um, uh-huh. NCL had just bought it and um, it was going to ended up turning into the Norwegian star, but I worked on it when it was still called the Royal Odyssey. It was an old, like, you know, crummy ship. Um, that they were trying to stick it in certain runs, you know right, what I mean, right. to be competitive or to be in the market, basically. Hey, where so, was your um, uh, where was your your favorite port? Wow, favorite port. That's again. I'm. I mean, I love the I, I love the, the the Caribbean run, like the you know Eastern, Western, Southern. I mean, I love Bermuda. I mean, I, I'm, I'm too wishy washy when it comes down. It's <laughs> in the same with ships. It's just different places at different things for me. You know, um, I can find gems in all those places. I mean, I. I I was very partial to the uh, Monarch run. It was one of the great, great runs. Probably my favorite run. Yeah, yeah me too. Majesty is my favorite ship because that was my first. But that Monarch run, man, St. Martin, St. Thomas, Lob- uh, not Lobbity, Bar- uh, Barbados, Antigua. Um, yeah, Martinique. Yeah, it, was, Martinique. it was fantastic. One yeah. sea day, which was beautiful. And, and it was the order that I went to. We started with Martinique and went from Martinique to Barbados. And it just seemed to get better and better and better. Antigua and St. Martin mm-hmm. and St. Thomas. You couldn't go wrong. You had everything that you can get to. And we didn't work that much. And for crew staff? Well, yeah, for you, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. That was the old old, uh, Song of Norway run. That was the run that I started on. Sail out of San Juan, Martin, uh, Martinique, Bar- or Barbados, Martinique, and all that. Did you guys do that seven day great. runs on the on the Song of Norway? Yeah, um, for that run, yeah, that's a yeah. great run. Yeah, you also, great. I mean, the thing is, those particular ships as well in the beginning, because I, 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 you know, I know we're real Caribbean fans from way back in the day. We've sailed 
on quite a few different you know, different styles of ships. Um, we didn't sail on any of the older Royal Caribbean ones. We sailed on some of the older Cunard ones. We sailed on the Song of, um, of America. And yeah. It was cool at the time. It was a big ship. And then the Sovereign, when it came out, we were like, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing before we saw the monstrosities that came afterward. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, and, you know, unfortunately, there's so many cool ships. I mean, the, the Monarch, I love the, the, the ship was, was such an easy um, run. The people were fantastic. I met my wife. Um, again, great purser staff, which, you know, I think it works well with the, the cruise and entertainment staff. We're right across from each other. You know, we hook yeah. up sometimes, you know, so it just, <laughs> you know, and it just, my, it just seems to make sense. And, you know, some of my, you know, my favorite people, you know, my favorite thing in, uh, to do in, uh, in two of the islands in Mar uh, Martinique was a French Island. And I thought it was fun to go and buy a couple of bottles of wine and bring them home for vacation and give people, but you could go and buy like, you know, everybody knows like Chateau Lafitte Rothschild is like the, mm -hmm. mo you know, one of the biggest pricey bottles of wine that you can. All my friends didn't know that, you know, this was an off year or a crappy year and it was just barely mediocre wine. So you get a bottle of this. All it said was Chateau Lafitte Rothschild, but it was like $19. <laughs> So I'd buy like three bottles to give to my friends and stuff when I got home. And they were like, oh, my God. Wow, you're doing really good. Let's borrow money wow. from them. <laughs> and then when we're in uh, Jamaica, you know, the Jamaican Blue Mountain Coffee, that was another thing. It was like, you know, $80 a pound or whatever it was. And, you know, we'd get it for like, you know, six or something. And that was like you were you were the you were the gift giver when you got home. And, you know, I had like a duffel bag full of single pound bags of that stuff and and like Martinique for us, for like the pursers, like when I worked in the back office, I could rarely go ashore in Martinique because it was a short port of call. It was it like was. they would sail like at two o'clock or something yep. like that. They're trying to get the fuck out of there as quick yeah. as possible. It was a mean place. Yeah. So we worked eight to 12. <laughs> so I couldn't, I could rarely ever, like I'd run off for, you know, very quick moment and come back. So I don't really remember Martinique all that well, just because I, I never really went ashore there. Yeah, I remember oh. I was playing like football frisbee uh, in that park nearby the, um, the the ship, and that was pretty much it. And Eric's right; we used to come back at two o'clock. Usually, we'd have like horse racing or something like that up by the pool deck, or yeah. something big, because it was it wasn't a sea day, but it was you know we were leaving at two, so you know people were back and they were on the deck and drinking and stuff. And our our thing was to keep them drinking, keep them busy, yeah. keep them you know laughing and dancing and thirsty, you know. Yeah. We, I remember we, we were a pretty full day there in Martinique, but mm. our thing was is um, somebody always had to go the, to the patisserie and get eclairs. Nice. Uh, there was always a purser assigned. It was usually an assistant purser that was off on that morning. <laughs> They're like, your, do, your job is to go to, into Martinique, go to the patisserie, get a Claire's, bring them back to the ship as soon as I possible. Think, so that we I can... think I would have liked Martinique a lot better if I had eclairs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, they were, they were fantastic. I mean, they were like, I, that was to like Martinique, like, like Tortuga Nothing. rum cake was to Grand Cayman. Yeah, it yeah. Was, they were unbelievable. And they were, of course, they were fresh. And it was just, you know, it was just like getting them from France. Man, you know? it's awesome. Mm. Hey, uh, really Johnny, what was your, out of, uh, out of the whole time that you spent that you could think of, what was your most, um, uh, what was your most fond memory? Wow, my most fond memory. Oh, there was so many. I was, um, my friend Sean uh, McCrory and Caroline McCrory, when they were married in, um, in St. Thomas at Blackbeard's Castle in 1993, I was best man at their wedding. That was a great day. That was so much fun. Um, I'm trying to think. What else? 
you know, I just, I loved my whole time. I'd I, I never really had a bad experience, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I, I worked on the Sovereign, the Monarch, the Nordic Empress, the, um, the Viking Serenade, Song of America, um, Majesty Shortly for, for a short period of time. But I knew everybody from over there. And I, I just Viking met so many Serenade. good people. I didn't, again, I didn't have a bad experience. The only bad experience I had was later on with another cruise line. But it was just for a short period of time. I think it was, it was my last contract. And I think I was, I was ready, you know, I was ready, you know. But, I mean, you know, I, you just think about the people that I've met along the way. I mean, you know, I you can't even it, it take you a, a day and a half. But, you know. My favorite ships. I mean, they're all my favorite ships because, I, again, I never had a bad experience. I, I met some really, really good people from a lot of different places. And that's one of the cool things that yeah. you, you know, that I think that I take out of it is that you learn so much about yourself, but you learn a lot about the world and how people work. And, you know, the, yeah. the coolest thing that I get from ships, and it's the, one of the things that, like, it's, it's tough for me because I try to teach my kids. I try to talk to my kids like they're, like, you know, little adults, you know, and I try to tell them, this is the experience that I had, but it, I forget sometimes to think about it and look at the experience through their eyes that they don't get to see it. But you know, we were on ships and the different nationalities, the different colors, the different religions, the different sexual orientations, the different politics, the different phobias. There's a, you know, there's all kind of crazy shit. And yet we find a way every day and every night to get it done and get it done in a way that was professional and done in a way that you could feel good about yourself. Like, I never felt shitty ever really about anything I ever did or said, you know, on the line. It was all about bringing a kick-ass experience to people. And, and I, you know, now when I became an art auctioneer, you know, I can't always say that I, <laughs> that, uh, you know, that was, that's one of the reasons why I don't think I could ever really survive on it. I made good money, but I could have made really good money if I was a motherfucker. And excuse my French, but, you know, yeah. if I was like one of these, these scales, and I don't want to like call out anybody, but some of these people out there say whatever they want to say to people, don't forget like. Hey, there's somebody else on the other end of that. You know, that's a person. And I don't want to be telling anybody anything except for like, look, you like it, can you afford it? That was my, that was my hook, and that's how I got people. I was straight for. I didn't fuck around. I was like, you like it, can you afford it? Then if that's the case, then put your hand up in the air right now and take it. You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Take it now because you'll regret it later. That's what I would say. That was about as, as bad as I get. But man, they tell you, at least when I got in <laughs> later on, they tell you, oh yeah, tell them anything you want. This. Piece of art gonna be worth a million yeah. dollars. I, I I sold cars for a while after ships and stuff, and and it's kind of the same thing. Like uh, yes, it you is, know, isn't the it? car salesman, they will like tell you anything, show you anything. You want to see a number? They'll they'll. There's car sales math. There's a whole course on how to how to you know do numbers and stuff. And I kept getting in trouble on you know. Uh, trying to stick somebody in on a $50,000 van with leather seats, macked out everything that were, you know, uh, a couple with four babies and barely, you know, one paycheck. And I'm like, they're going to buy it. They're upside down before they even buy it. So, yeah. but you know, and I couldn't do that. I, I, I was like, okay, when we go in there and they say this, this is what you need to say. <laughs> and, and they're going to come back with this. And this is what you're going to have to say. So uh, th that was me and, and it didn't work too well. <laughs> well, Johnny, I, I mean, I think everything you said is just great. I mean, that, that, that encapsulate encapsulates really uh, what I really got out of working on ships. I mean, I started out this podcast talking about what a bad day I had, but um, what I really like about doing this is hearing your story 
and and remembering just how great it was every day on a ship. I mean, even though, you know, I'm sure we we had our trials and tribulations, but all these years gone by, what we remember is just all the great times and all the great stories and all the great people that we worked with and just makes everything so much better. Yeah, and like it really, you said, it, there's it really a different religions, races, colors, creeds, everything. And like we said earlier, like a, a, a mini podcast ago, we all laughed together, loved together, partied together. We talked about, you know, politics or whatever, world politics, whatever. It always ended in let's go to the crew bar and have a drink. Exactly. Exactly. Not one time, not one time ended in a fight or stab or, you know, but the, the, the sad thing, the, the weird thing was when you would come home, you, you would come home and see all the news and everybody wanted to kill each other. It's like, I want to be back on the ship. Just get me back on the ship. I've only been home a week and I got four weeks to go. I want to go back on the ship because like you said, you know, we, everybody got along for the, no, for I mean, the most that's part. I, well, I spent a lot of my time like traveling, you know, probably like Eric, you know, I, I, I would spend every last damn dollar I had on me until until I think I got serious with Trace. I think that's the first time I said, okay, like we got to be serious, you know, as a, as a unit together. But I mean, at the end of the day, why the hell else are you going to go out there? Spend it all, make your, you know, just, you're going to make enough. You're going to get so much out of it. The experience that you're going to get, you're going to be that much better and that much more productive, I think, in life. I mean, it, it, it helped me a great deal. And it taught me a lot, you know, like, I, you know, I grew it up as a- you. It makes you grow as a person. It changes it does. you. you and for had, the better. You, you know, just that experience, however long you, you could spend a year on a ship, five years, 10 years, it changes you. It makes you grow. It makes you a better person. And, uh, you know, I, I think everybody, good, bad, and ugly, I, uh, I, I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Yeah, no, it, to me, uh, my first experience, my, my first um, you know, person I met was Gary, but the first friend I had on chips was Todd Gockley. And to be <laughs> honest with you, it was the, probably the greatest thing that could have happened to me personally going on the ship. Because as you know, it is a very competitive business. And especially with guys, you know, and you're talking about like, you know, say the straight guys, especially there wasn't a whole ton of us, but there was when they were, you know, we were like, okay, we're territorial. And, you know, I want to be the best looking guy. I want to go after the throne of my choice. I want to be the, you know, I want to be Mufasa. You know, that's what everybody yeah. <laughs> wanted to be was Mufasa, you know, and I totally get it. So I get uh, a guy who is, we had, we had the smallest cabin. I think it was like cabin was 1850 or 1856. It was a fucking broom closet. Okay. We had the smallest bunk bed area. And as you know, Todd is like six, four, he's like two twenty at the time. And I was all muscle bound dude. So we were two pretty big dudes in this room, diametrically different. You know, I'm from Miami. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just crazy, you know, Latin guy. And he's from Pennsylvania and the best human being Ever, dude, he was so good to me. He he made sure I he kept me out of trouble. He would tell me, "These are the traps. Don't fall into them. Watch this person. They're not guiding you in the right direction." And then there was other people that, that were good. I was also very fortunate. Chip Collins, you know, rest mm -hmm. in peace. What a just again a beautiful guy. He was so so good to me. Same type of thing. But I, I, you know, when I was with Todd, it was great. Todd was you know when growing up, I didn't have a lot of gay friends. I you know nobody was felt free enough to just to be honest and open and say, Hey, look, and, and, and that's one of the good things that life has changed somewhat. And thank God for the better. But 
you know, I didn't have, I didn't have that experience because people were afraid, you know, I never had a problem with it because to be honest with my, one of my favorite cousins is gay and I never thought twice about it, but meeting Todd and being his friend, I just realized, you know what, dude, you got to open your eyes more and more and see all the great things out there. You might be the things that you might be afraid of. You might just want to ask yourself, why am I afraid of this? And why don't I not just open myself up and be just like the best human being possible and just give everybody the opportunity to just be, you know? And that was, again, the great thing about ships. It just seemed like everybody was cool. It, 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 it didn't matter where you were from, what you thought, what you did, what you liked, what you didn't like. That was the beauty of it. And I came back and I was better for it. And I think, to be honest with you, it was a great experience. My daughter, my eldest, she's gay. I don't know if I, how I would have reacted, you know, had I not had the experience to just live and see. Because I think everybody at the end of the day is looking and going, dude, at the end of the day, love is love. And if you ask everybody, at the end of the day, they're going to say yeah. deep down, love is love, man. And, you know, there's so, so that's all there is to it. People are always afraid of what they don't know. But I thought personally that was another thing that I, I just grew as a human being. And I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world and the people, you know. I mean, there's a million people I want to say their names, you know. The, the, the Tony Kalinas of the don't, world. Don't do a Stevie. Yeah. This is a Stevie, Stevie B. Have you listened to yeah, the have you listened to the, the Mike Murphys, the Murphs, the Bucky Herms, the, you know, the Chip Collins, the Stevie B, the Angelo, the best DJ in the, the Royal Caribbean fleet, if, you know, in the Royal Caribbean fleet, if you remember Angelo, you always used to tell everybody, I'm the number one, uh, you know, disc jockey in the God bless them, love them. There's so many people that I just, you know, I was so glad I got to meet them. The Trudas, you know, you know, Chief Purser from Trudis the song Stein. of, you know, just just some beautiful human beings that I, you know, I'm so glad. Karen Mayberry, who, you know, to this She's day, her and I are like close, close buddies. Yeah, you know, well, her you, and her husband so come, your first contract, you must have run into her or soon on the on the Sovereign. Is that where you met her too? Because I worked with her on the Sovereign at the same Karen? time. Yeah, Karen Mayberry. Yeah, because uh, I was on the Sovereign. Remember, I was my first ship. So I was there from 92, like basically 93, because it was December. So nine, all of 93, 94, Bucky came on, and him and I were like, dude, him and I together were like a, it was a force. And then Sean Feeney came. Oh, and man. it was Feeney, me, and Bucky together. Boy, dude, it was fantastic. <laughs> then they moved me on to the uh, Monarch. They kind of split us apart. Um, Feeney was kind of moving up. He was getting ready to go to the ACD spot. Um, as well at the time. And Bucky was, you know, he could never break through, it seemed like, you know, and it's one of those weird things that I always shake my head at. Like, I always wonder, what would it happen if Royal Caribbean was just smart enough to say, let's give one of the most talented people in the history of our fucking company an opportunity? But granted, Bucky was, you know, we were wild back in the day. Maybe, you know, all the, the, the more, uh, I don't know, I guess office work would have been a little bit different, you know, difficult. And, you know, we we're all wild and crazy and party boys, but you know, guys like Bucky. Bucky was the shit, dude. He was the most talented yeah. guy I ever mm -hmm. saw, ever. You know, he could sing, he could dance, he could. He was great on the microphone. I, you know, he could party like nobody's business and show up to freaking fracking work every time. I've seen I, some crazy things in my life. One of them, I was working with Bucky. And his parents were in town. It was, I think it was '93 or '94. I forgot what it was. It was, and um, Dennis Shortina was the cruise director. Uh -huh. And we'd gone out, his parents were in town, and we'd gone and partied. On the, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was um, it was in St. Thomas. And then we were making our way to uh, San Juan, because remember, we used to do that San Juan yeah. at night yeah. on the same night. So Bucky had gotten, and we'd gone on this cruise together the whole time, and he was just getting lit up. It was one of those, you know, Jolly Roger type of things where you go oh, on the wow. cruise yeah. and you just yeah. get totally scored. 
Well, he looked absolutely zombied out. And I'll never forget, we're sitting in this Finian's Rainbow Lounge, and they're like, dude, you got to get, you got to get help, get Bucky to, you know, to the show. He was, you know, so I run down there, make sure he's all showered up. He's ready to rock and roll, gets his suit. AJ helps as well. Get him, we get him to the lounge. His parents are left. The lounge is packed. We just had put together this, this show for Bucky to sing. And we had like the, um, the, the, the band, the orchestra come in and actually play. So we had the horn behind them as well. And it was just this little variety show that they were trying out for the first time for in between. And he looked like a zombie. And I'm telling you, like he was laying straight out. Like it seemed like he looked like a stiff board. And he was, you know, he's a pretty fair skinned guy, but he looked pretty white. And he was <laughs> had the kick ass long hair, good looking guy, kick ass suit. But he looked like out of it. And I'm like, don't worry. You know, Shortino's like, dude, is he going to make it? I'm like, don't worry, Dennis. I got this. Don't worry. He's going to make it. I'm telling you, the music started. And it was, the, the music was um, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Spinning Wheel. And if you guys know it, that really loud beginning entrance with the brass, that right. as soon as that music started, Bucky was on his feet. He changed into a different little spin around that he did (laughs) his hand up in the air, all like perfectly posed. And he starts singing that real, you know, soulful voice. What goes? And I'm like that. And I, right there, I looked at everybody and said, that fucking guy is a God, man. He is the man. (laughs) We can't wait to get Bucky on here. So we've all got to gang up on Bucky and get him on here, but he's, you know, he's so busy with the righteous brothers, but he is, he is. Again, it goes to show, you know, he was, he ended up being one of those, those type of dudes. There's another one who was ridiculous. Some of you should also get as well. It was very funny. Is J.D. Andrews. J.D. I've talked to J.D. so many times. One of the original, uh, um, what him and Bucky and Feeney did the, uh, um, the Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers. Yeah, that was so funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Hey, Johnny, our time is – oh, wow, we are way over. Yeah, see what happens I'm when so you're sorry, having fun. <laughs> see what happens when you're having fun and so many memories start to grow. And it's, I talk a lot of shit, You look too, down, so and it's like three, three hours later. <laughs> I apologize, guys, and hopefully I didn't bore you. If you no. guys ever want to get a little bit of insight to some of the other cruise lines, I had some notes, actually, I put aside, but we just got going over here. I, <laughs> I did work for some of the other cruise lines, and one of them in particular, NCL, there's some really good stories in there as well that I wouldn't mind maybe doing that and maybe looking you up with some people. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Save those because we're going to have you back on one of these days. Save, awesome. yeah. Thanks, we'll have Brad. to do another round. And, uh, and, and if you're going to name a lot of people, go ahead and listen to Stevie B's uh, deal first and at the last of it because I'll, I'll have to uh, – he, he was like, I got a shout-out to 15 different people. And I'm like, all right. 15. <laughs> it was yeah, more like was every person yeah, that was, he met. It was it was, yeah, it was, it, it was like an was Oscar so award speech. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. I'm gonna send you the 150 uh, names and I want scrolling down with Brad's going, okay, Johnny, it's time to go. The music is gonna play you out. Yeah, the music is gonna play you out. I want you to have the words and I want you to say, okay, Johnny, get the fuck off the screen. We're just gonna have to mute your microphone and yeah, it was Oh Guys, thank you so much. I really it appreciate so the trip down memory lane. And, you know, hopefully my wife is not too mortified and she'll let me no. in the, the, the rest of the house. It was so <laughs> nice great meeting you, seeing you again, Eric, Joey. Dude, you, and I, <laughs> right. you and I got some stories, I'm sure. We yes. parted our asses off. We got <laughs> yeah. into some trouble back yeah. then, the sovereign, you and I. Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, well, I loved thank it. you, my brother. It was great. Brad, so good again, to nice see you. you. And call me anytime you want me to come back and say something again. Like I said, I got some really good NCL stories, too. 
Awesome. Oh, we'll do it. Cool. Definitely. We'll That's take great. you up on it. We'll get All a hold right, of you and we'll have you back. But thanks for coming on. Enjoyed every bit of it and can't wait to hear more. One last thing, guys, people out there. The only thing, I'm not going to get political. Vote. That's all I'm going to say. God damn it. Go out there and vote. God bless America. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Johnny. Bye, See you, buddy. Yeah, See you. Right. All right. We'll do. Take care. <laughs> oh, wow. No, he's great. I, I had so much fun working with him because he was just like the Energizer bunny. I mean, he was. Just like, he was yeah, all he energizing is. the Dude, entire I'm grabbing a beer. Time. I got to have beer. Man, Johnny was a lot of fun. He's always been like that. Yeah, just he's always been like that. Go, I tell go, you, I saw go, him at the reunion, energy. and I remember chatting with him for quite a while at the reunion. It was the same as just you know we just chat we just had now. Where he's mm-hmm. very high energy, super sweet guy, and I had forgotten like that you know what years where we I'm sure we had talked about in the past, and I just didn't remember, but that we would know the same people you know just from Miami from That's living funny. not that far away from one another. I've never met him before but I yeah. like him so much. Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> he's already, I mean, from just this little thing, I'm like, that is a dude that I really like. I mean, yeah. I could hang out with him. Oh yeah. 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 He's oh, super yeah. positive. Forever. He's a super lot of positive. fun, really easy to talk to. Yeah. He's a, he's a really good guy. Really Let me tell guy. you real quick. So, uh, uh, you know, the, the zombie run that I told you that I did a long time ago. Yeah. So I was doing the zombie run and the other guys bailed. So I was doing, doing it myself and I had made a post on Facebook or something. Haven't talked to Johnny in, you know, 25 years or whatever. And he was like, Hey, give me a call. I want to be a part of it. And I was like, uh, okay. So I called him and he's like, so what are you doing? What's the zombie run? I'm like, well, you know, we're doing this and we're just, we're trying to have like, we're going to have a, a, a silent auction of, you know, Kendrick Perkins was an NBA uh, guy and, and I did some stuff for him. And so he gave me some ball and, and autographed a, a basketball and shoes and Jersey and stuff. And we did that. So he was like, look, give me your address. I'm just going to send you some stuff. And he sent me, I think some baseball cards um, and four or five pieces of art, big art, like, like, I mean, wall art like he i mean it was a big shipment and he was like don't worry about it just uh, have it whatever the proceeds are i just want to be a part of it it was great and this just got the guy he this type yeah. of person he is he just was like yeah i'll send you some stuff and he did and it was really nice stuff hey everyone the ship is about to set sail which brings us to an end for today we hope that you enjoy the podcast for bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video please visit our youtube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage